This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. Now recently on the OPI News website, we reported on the acquisition of leading US dealer Source Office and Technology by the Supply Room. I spoke to both Source founder John Givens and the Supply Room COO Yancey Jones Jr. to learn more about the transaction and discuss the Supply Room's growth strategy. I started with John. So John, do you have a little bit more time on your hands now? You know, I, I'm, I'm still very engaged in the business. I'm mm. going to stay on with Source for an indefinite period of time yeah. uh, and excited to be part of the new direction. And you know, everything we were doing, I would have done whether they acquired us or not, you know, in terms of acquisitions and other things that we're working on. But, you know, at 63, not to be the banker anymore feels really, really good. Yeah, because <laughs> you, know? yeah, you, you started the business, was it 30 years ago in 1990? 31-year ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, 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 and I'm overjoyed, uh, you know, when you talk about a succession plan, obviously mm. there's a number of things you can do, uh, but I, I, I don't think in the scheme of things there's a uh, there, there's a much better plan than what we could have done than to align with someone who's independent dealer friendly 200 million able to help us do what we want to do to grow this business unit back mm-hmm. to where we were and beyond uh you know we know this virus is going to end sooner or later well let's hope so sooner rather than later now just in terms of background to this deal can you Tell us a little bit more. Were you actively looking to divest the business? Well, you know, so um, succession planning in general is uh, always something that an individual who's in their late 50s or early 60s should be thinking about and planning on and being open-minded about. And, you know, there's uh, I, I remember meeting with somebody who was a merger and acquisition expert, and I said, I really have no idea what I want to do. It's kind of mm-hmm. complicated. I'm not sure. And she goes, oh, it's not really that complicated. There's only eight things you can do, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You're going to either die on the throne, <laughs> you know, which you just stay with the business until you die. Uh, you're going to sell to a national. You're going to sell to a regional. You're going to sell to a local. You're going to have a management team buy you out. You're going to do an ESOP. She went through like the, you know, kind of, I call it the the Chinese menu of what actually does happen. And she was pretty extensive. So she said, it's going to be one of those. And Mm. you just got to figure it out and decide. And I don't know about you, uh, joining up with the national isn't that intriguing to me. Uh, It just... You know, uh, I know High Touch has a good model and I'm not knocking what they do. It's just uh, your your business isn't the same, you know, 12 months later. Mm. Uh, it's just, just the way they do things. You know, they take your people, your back office. They do a lot of things in the process that 
eliminates a lot of people, a lot of positions. And, and I, I'm afraid because of the way it's done, changes the culture of mm-hmm. who you are, what you do, and how you are servicing your clients. Mm-hmm. So, so when we look across the landscape, uh, you know, to be able to align with an independent dealer and do it in a way that, um, you know, was independent dealer friendly. <laughs> it was, it was just the best of all worlds yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. When did you first start talking to the supply room about this? So I would say the dating process started about a year ago. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, 13 or 14 months. Uh, and we, Yancey and Dutch and I had a lot of really good conversations and, uh, you know, kind of not sure is this the right thing for us, right thing for them. And then after, you know, probably about six months of back and forth dialogue, we decided to move forward and put together an LOI and went through the due diligence and Mm -hmm. the checks and balances and all of that and ended up uh, really closing and finalizing the deal December 9th. Did the COVID situation and the market challenges, did they in any way accelerate your decision to try and uh, exit the business? I I would say that taking risk off the table uh, at this point in time at my age made great sense. And we still, as a company, have very ambitious plans. It's just I'm not the guy that's going to have to fund it now. Okay. And, and I can tell you that's, that's, a, that's a big sense of relief, knowing that we have the right partner who is helping our executive team do what we planned on doing anyway, but are able to move a little quicker and have, have a little bit more girth. And yes, the COVID situation and just the uncertainty that's involved in the world today uh, did cause me to want to kind of uh, take risk off the table, I guess is the way I would say it. Well, while this was going on, did you have interest from the nationals? I guess Colorado would be an interesting market for them. Yes, there was uh, a high level of national interest. That is correct. I then asked for Yancey's take on the deal. Hi, Yancey. Sounds like an interesting start to the year for you. It has been. It has been. It's been. It's been good. You know, you gotta gotta have something new to distract us from uh, the <laughs> ongoing pandemic or whatever else, right? <laughs> but yeah. but no, it's uh, it's been it's been a good start to the year. Okay, now. Denver, it's a little bit further afield from you from your traditional markets, isn't it? Yeah, so it's it's definitely um, it's definitely new from that perspective. But uh, you know, it uh, came about, and we've known we've known John and the Source Group for quite a while, and have a lot of um, have a lot of uh, good strengths in common and um, the opportunity came about and outside of John, the source team led by David Sass is remaining intact. Um, Mm. And, um, and yeah, you know, looking to, um, you know, we think it can be a a kind of an anchor hub to future growth in that, you know, future growth in that market um, out in Colorado. 
and mm. and further west. So um, right, definitely a change from an acquisition standpoint, but um, we're excited about what we think we can do there. And uh, again, I think that we, you know we're gonna we're gonna keep the source name out there um, from a brand recognition and look to. Uh, um, add additional um you know potential acquisitions onto that that source anchor and and denver yeah. so um so yeah that's that's the gist of it <laughs> is it the start of a national expansion for you you know i i think um we're certainly open to where it makes you know where it makes sense to additional acquisitions outside of our footprint you know to say it's going to become you know, uh, fully national. Um, I think that will that would take time, but certainly where we see markets where there's opportunity um, for growth, not just you know, I'd say we're not going to just randomly choose dealers all over the country, but where we can be strategic and and grow in certain markets, um, even outside of the you know, Vir- you know the Virginia, Maryland, D.C. market that we've that we've been in for a long time that we're certainly open to that and looking, uh, looking to, you know, looking at those opportunities for the future, for sure. Yeah. Why the specific interest in source? First, they've got a, they've got a great history and and group of people there. Um, and the things that they do, you know, have a great reputation within, within Denver and the Colorado market. And, um, specifically and they do they do all the categories but certainly technology um and mps and copiers is definitely uh um one of their biggest expertise and we think they could actually help our other divisions in that arena in that arena to continue to grow that area within their business and um and having that strong local team and what they're able to do there um we see a lot of opportunity for them to add and grow into additional categories that are our strengths. You know, and I would use specifically the janitorial, you know, the janitorial category that we've made supply room over the years has made some big investments in. We think we can um, help expand that kind of product um, outreach and product diversity to, to their customer base too. So a lot of, lot of upside. Uh, we think there's a lot of upside there um, with their current customers. Okay, good. Now, I know that both dealerships are strong partners of SB Richards. To what extent did that play a role in this transaction? You're right. We're both uh, big, big SPR partners, and they, they uh, certainly fully supported um, us coming together and decided for us to be working collectively with SPR on all these initiatives and mm. different, you know, different areas that we think we can, we yeah. can grow together on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I imagine that SP were pretty keen not to see Source fall into the hands of, of one of the nationals. So, yeah, with that, with that in mind, to what extent did they support you with this acquisition process? You're, you're spot on with saying, you know, neither, neither the wholesalers want to, you know, want to lose any of their, their larger independence mm. to the, to the big boxes. So they definitely, um, 
someone like us was definitely their preference um, and and Source certainly had other suitors, but ultimately felt like, you know, not to speak for John, but felt like we were going to be the best fit when it comes, you know, being able to remain independent and and also he cares deeply about his employees and, and our um, desire to keep them all in, on board um, yeah. was certainly a factor for him in, in making those decisions. Yeah, sure. Uh, just in terms of the source strategy, it's uh, strong in the, the, you know, the Denver market. Are you looking now to expand that yep. throughout Colorado and maybe into other states as well? We're certainly looking at additional opportunities, absolutely, out yeah. there to um, to grow density and be able to cover, you know, cover addition where it makes it, where it makes operational sense, uh, yeah. whether it be neighboring states or you know, there's additional parts of Colorado they don't currently service that we think there's opportunity for as well. Um, whether it be with some organic expansion, but also with some, you know, some additional um, some additional acquisitions that are that are going to be possible out um, in their marketplace for sure. Yeah. Do, do you see more acquisition opportunities out there now than perhaps there were 12 or 15 months ago? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, um, I think 22, you're going to see a tremendous amount of acquisition activity. And there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity for those who were able to weather the past two years and financially put them into a position to be able mm. to acquire and that 22 is, is right for, for those opportunities. And I think there's, there's likely across the country, certainly not just with us, but across the country, um, you know, additional consolidation is going to happen, and certainly uh, don't think it'll be our our last acquisition of 22. I think it's a, it's a there's a good good chance for several for several more this year. Okay, so could that mean moving into some other new markets and geographies? It could. It could. <laughs> you know, I think um, there's good <laughs> there's. There's good opportunities in the, the current markets we're in. Um, obviously, we just added a new one, but certainly also looking at you know other markets where it makes sense. Um, and you know another another big piece for us is you know what does that local team look like, and you know if it, if there is geographical distance, is there some local leadership that we you know can remain on or that we can potentially hire to to kind of carry out our vision and, and what, you know, what our key initiatives are. Cause you know, um, you can't be everywhere all the time, but you know, so, so really, you know, that was another determining factor in looking at sources, our trust and faith in that local team. Um, Cause I'm, you know, I'm not going to be in Colorado every day. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so having, having a group that, um, yeah, you know that we can work with is we're excited about, and there's certainly, you know, other market potentials that we think um, could be part of that strategy yeah. going forward. Yeah. So is the goal to double the top line within the next few years? We think that's very possible uh, with the right strategy, and certainly um, with with the right acquisition. You know, doubling in size in the next couple of years is is achievable. 
yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting year this year in the US in terms of consolidation. You've got some of the, the big guys there, the Staples, Depots, WB Mason, uh, speculation about what's going to happen there and, you know, and dealer consolidations at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other, you know, you said you got all the all those big ones in the in the office space, and then you know you're seeing you're seeing um, dramatic consolidation on the janitorial side with um, with the Imperial Dades of the world. And well, they seem to announce a new acquisition every week, don't they? It feels like it. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. When an envoy, you know, envoy is taking a similar strategy now. Um, it seems. So you got these two big, you know, conglomerate janitorial mm. houses that are that are, yeah, as you said, seems to be every week. Every week they're acquiring a new, a new janitorial distributor. So there's mm. still, you know, it's just an example. You know, we feel that that space is still much more fragmented than the office space. Mm. So I mean, when you talk about consolidation, that's gonna, you know, we think that area is gonna continue to ramp up even even more so just just mm. another uh, part of the fun of what we think may happen in 22 for yeah. sure yeah so are, are you actively looking outside the traditional op space when uh, when you're looking at acquisitions yeah yeah so we've we've um we've we've acquired janitorial distributors in the past and um and feel like it, yeah, it's certainly not just the office product, you know, the office product space, um, you know, we've, um, you know, throughout our history acquired in different categories, whether it be furniture only dealers, coffee and break, you know, coffee and break room and janitorial and, and feel like um, in some cases, depending on the acquisition, that those can have even more upside potential depending on how they're structured with adding, with adding the other services kind of in the opposite of what we talked about with source. So um, there's definitely, there's definitely businesses like that that are, that are on our list as potential acquisitions, certainly. And there you have it. Thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. And we'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, take care.